0: I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Today, we're going to talk about a very delicate subject for some. So here's your disclaimer. We are going to be talking about sex. For some reason, so many parents are scared to talk about sex in front of their kids. And when they do talk about sex with their kids, it makes it sound like some shameful, forbidden thing. Proper sex education in the home is so necessary and crucial for kids. It helps them to avoid harmful things like addictions to pornography and social predators. And if you don't teach them about sex and healthy sexual relationships, they're going to turn to the internet. And that is not what we want. So that is why I brought with me today Carly Palmer Webb, the Christian sex educator. She is amazing and y'all are going to love this episode. But first, gotta pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So I am so pumped for today's episode. I have here with me Carly Palmer Webb, a.k.a. the Christian Sex Educator. Carly got her degree with research in sexual relationships and is a huge advocate for proper sexual education and helping people build and live happy sexual relationships. So thank you so much, Carly, for coming to the show. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So first off, how the heck are you? So good actually so so good that is that is very good to hear now where are you coming at us from
1: i live in rutland vermont which is a tiny little town just kind of in the middle of vermont and it is
0: lovely that's awesome vermont that's like way east Mm -hmm. that's awesome um well so glad to have you on the show me and my wife big fans of you um (laughs) we see we see stuff you post on instagram we're like man that would have been nice to know a long time ago. Um, I feel like the the world of sexual education, especially for you know us later twenty year old people's, um, we're realizing just how much sometimes our parents did not say. Um, and no fault to theirs, you know, per se. They were trying to do the best they could at the time, but it is we need to do better moving forward. Um, and so that's why we're here today. So. Um, How'd you end up in this space, you know, talking to the internet world about sex and stuff?
1: (laughs) Well, it's kind of just what you described. I realized as I got older that I had basically been taught nothing. And when I first started searching for resources, you know, when I first started college, maybe I didn't know where to go. Like I wanted to learn about sex, but also I am a Christian and was trying to wait until marriage to have sex. And so I wanted to learn from people who shared my faith and goals and understanding about sex. And I just had a really hard time finding resources. And exactly so, just
0: Google it because. Right. Right. You,
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> right. you never know what well. you're going to find. And so I just decided to try and become the resource that I wish I would have had.
0: Wow. That is, that's actually kind of funny, but it's amazing too. Um, because I mean, I, so many people, I mean, of the 50 people um, who listen to this show, most of them are members of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. We're based out of here in Utah. Um, and they would wholeheartedly agree with you. And it's like, we wish there was more stuff out here. Um, and so, boom, you're here. So um, from a child advocate point of view, you know, I talk with a lot of kids, I'm a high school counselor, who like, they get into pornography, different things, um, you know, addictions, and whatnot, mostly starting with curiosity. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, from from your point of view, why is it so important for parents to talk to their kids about sex? And how early from your stance, do you think they should be Bringing up sex and you know using that word in the house because I know so many parents they cringe when they hear the three letter S word (laughs) and and at one point we got to make this word a little bit more common in the house. Mm -hmm. I
1: totally agree. Well, first to answer your question about why there's two parts of sexuality that are vital for parents to teach their children. One is they need to understand healthy sexuality. They need to know what sex looks like in the context of love and partnership and consent, which is maybe the part that we kind of missed in the church mostly. But then there's also the unhealthy sexuality and unhealthy sexual expression, which I define as sex outside of the context of love and partnership and consent pornography in my mind falls into that category and we were all probably at some point warned about pornography but because we weren't taught healthy sexuality Mm. we couldn't really understand the dangers of unhealthy sexuality so parents need to be teaching their children both sides so that at some point these children, when they grow up, will be ready for really, really good sexual relationships because it's a wonderful part of life and it Mm -hmm. should be wonderful for them. But if they're not educated, it can't be. So that's the first part. Okay. But as far as when they should start, my goodness, parents aren't going to like me right now, but honestly, birth.
0: Yes. Say it again, birth people.
1: Okay. <laughs> and you're not teaching them the logistics of sexual intercourse when they're two necessarily, but the conversations about their body and the purposes of their different body parts and calling their body parts by their actual name.
0: Oh my god! All of those
1: things start <laughs> at birth, and if they yes. do, then when your six-year-old says like, um how did I get into mommy's belly? Then it's not super awkward to be like, um, well, so your dad has a thing that we call a penis, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they've grown up learning about their body parts and the purposes of their body parts. So it's kind of a natural progression towards them understanding really what intercourse is. And, and I don't say intercourse because I don't like the word sex. I say intercourse because I think sex she's, a scientist, is broader. Y'all, okay?
0: she's a scientist. It's broader. Y'all. than yes. sex. So, so I guess, I mean, at what point do you think it is that it's the kids are at a mature enough point to talk about like sex, sex, like the logistics, mm-hmm. like how it happens mm-hmm. and everything.
1: Yeah. Well, children will be ready at different times. I think true. Some children are ready earlier, some are ready later, but the average age for introduction to pornography is typically between the ages of nine and 12. Yep. So before that, they should know what sex is.
0: Hear that guys. So when your little baby is getting ready to get baptized, okay. When they're eight ish, um, they're more likely to be exposed to pornography at younger, younger ages. Yeah. And so, like Carly said, you know, between the ages of nine and nine, you said nine and 10, right? Nine and 12, nine something and 12. like that. Mm-hmm. Nine and 12. So, yeah, early. I mean, some people are like, no, my baby, it's not even in the double digits yet. I'm like, right. well, your baby's going to find it on the internet. So, you either teach them about it or they're going to see a very skewed, non love version of what sex, of what they, they think sex should be like because it's what they're right. seeing.
1: Right. You're exactly right, Nate. And that's exactly why. We have to teach them about sex before their introduction to pornography, not so that they know what they're going to see in pornography, but so that they understand at least the basics of a healthy sexual relationship, so that they can recognize pornography as an unhealthy unrealistic sexual relationship.
0: Yes. Yes. So how can we make this conversation less awkward for parents? Because I know they got all their cute little nicknames, the hoo-hahs and wee-wees. And (laughs) I'm just sitting here like, oh, my goodness, this could be a very difficult conversation if we're going to go on in that (laughs) manner. Um, How how can we get, get over those awkward and cringy moments and have that conversation in a good way?
1: yeah well there's no magic bullet ever i wish i could be like well do these three things and you'll be fine but the truth is you're gonna feel awkward probably at first especially if your children are a little bit older now and you haven't been having these conversations it's never too late to start but it might be a little harder to start if your children are older So honestly, the truth is it's going to be awkward a little bit and you just need to lean into it and do it anyway. It's Mm -hmm. worth the awkwardness. Oh my gosh. Also, your children will pick up on how you feel. So if you're uncomfortable saying the words that you need to say, if you're uncomfortable saying body part names or saying the word sex in front of your kids, if you're uncomfortable saying masturbation or things like that your kids will pick up on that. So I tell parents to practice in front of the mirror or in the car before they talk to their kids. I want you to role play the whole conversation until you get to the point where your voice is just nice and steady through all the hard parts.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. Cause I, I, I mean, I, I remember. And also I know of. I've been in plenty of households where we're talking about, you know, parents being scared, what their kids might come across of. And then they like, they get to the word sex and they're like, and sex. And nice. I'm like, yo, dude, your voice just dropped like three decibels. Like we got an audible for the human ear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Parents just kind of need to get over themselves. Like guys, we're adults and we can talk about these things with our kids because they're going to need to know sometime. Like, yeah. how old is your kid going to be before he realizes that his wee-wee is a penis, okay? <laughs> right. Like, that is not. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes there's going to be some eye roll moments or some like facepalm moments where like, so I have a three-year-old and mm-hmm. we we teach him, we taught him, he has a penis. That is what it's called. And we're, we're at a, a football game. I'm helping him go to the bathroom. He needs help aiming. So I'm helping him aim and he screams out the whole bathroom to hear. Don't touch my penis. I'm like, Oh, I'm his dad. Hey, okay. Um, And it was a (laughs) facepalm moment. It was super awkward, but I am so happy. He knows how to say that sentence and identify his body parts like that. Yes. That's a parenting win for sure. (laughs) So get over your awkwardness guys. Just say the words, say it loud and proud and it'll get normal and more and more normal until Mm -hmm. the words like sex and masturbation and vagina and penis and pornography will become normal words in your house. They're not icky words. Mm -hmm. They're real things. Um, Why do you think it's so hard for us to talk about sex as Christians? Like, it just seems like it's the forbidden conversation.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how exactly we got to where we are, (laughs) but I think that part of it is on the positive side, we do think that sex is important and we believe that it has its place and, and in some ways it's sacred but sacred and secret are different (laughs) and i think sometimes we have a hard time distinguishing between the two but on the other hand i think a lot of it is our parents weren't educated either like their parents didn't tell them anything about sex so so they don't know how to have the conversations either we're Mm -hmm. all new to this space really and things that are new feel scary and awkward and big. And so it's, it's going to take a lot of us having these conversations for us to get to the place as a culture Mm -hmm. where we're comfortable having these conversations.
0: Yeah. Amen. It's going to take practice. We're all learning somewhere along the lines. We stopped talking about it and it's 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 high time to start again so just start I now. agree <laughs> and and I think part of the issue I mean especially in the Christian world is the idea that a person's purity or chastity self-worth is tied to their sexuality um there's a lot of shame around sex in the Christian world and what is up with that purity culture and why is it so destructive
1: well I think it's so destructive because it seeks to motivate with dangerous tactics, mm. I think the goal of purity culture is, in some ways, good. Right there, it it came from a large group of people who were trying to help young people in their church practice abstinence, which in and of itself is not a bad thing. Right, but using fear as the motivator is detrimental for a lot of reasons. One is that it is The complete opposite of the gospel of Jesus Christ. (laughs) So it teaches us principles that don't align with the grace and mercy and goodness of Jesus, which is detrimental, but also using fear as a motivator is really effective for young people, really young people, (laughs) But then when they start to do the work to try and understand this part of their lives, to try and understand their sexuality, they start to realize that the things they were taught are actually not true. Like, I actually will not be unwanted by God if I have sex before marriage. And then because they don't know the true motivations for waiting, They don't want to wait anymore. But if we teach correct principles from the very beginning and we don't use fear as a motivator, then when they get to the point where they need to decide if they're going to be sexually active before marriage or not, they'll have the correct information. They'll have a correct understanding of what Jesus has asked of us instead of the belief that they will be unwanted and unworthy if they don't abide by the rules
0: right if they don't if they don't wait until after marriage for sex and all the other you know aspects of what we call the law of chastity in the church of mm-hmm. jesus christ latter-day saints um yeah i love that like there's a lot of choices and a lot of a lot of teaching that is based around fear and yeah. that it drives people to follow you know to to follow the rules but it also can turn them into very bitter and unhealthy unhealthy relationships down the road when they are introduced into it. I mean, mm-hmm. no one wants to feel yucky and sinful on their wedding night. And oh my a word. lot of people are like, ew, I just did the thing. So um, many on their night. like a night. shocking number
1: of messages on my Instagram account are about feeling guilty for having sex in marriage. And it's like that.
0: Yeah. And that comes from that purity culture of fear. Um, right. And so, I mean, it starts young. If we teach our kids about sex, not in a shameful fear-based way, but in a, this is legit how babies are made. This yeah. is how it happens. And like, these are healthy and these are unhealthy. And it's no more or less matter in fact than talking about how you are physically healthy or unhealthy with, you know, eating habits or stuff like right. that. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be a yucky big deal so um, <laughs> true it doesn't need to be not even a little bit no so how can we combat this purity culture and teach our kids about sex in that healthy way so that they're not always thinking that they're going to be you know full of shame or different things if they want to bring it up
1: mm-hmm. i'm going to pause for just one second i'm sorry to mess up your recording you're good but my husband's about to leave bye oh. hubby He went out the back door so he wouldn't make noise. My office is right by the front door. So just kidding. I take it back. Okay. So the question was how do we combat purity culture? Yeah. Well, I think the best way to do it is to teach truth. And fear as a motivator isn't part of the gospel, in my opinion. So I don't think that teaching abstinence based on fear is teaching truth. The Mm -hmm. truth is that God asked us to wait until marriage to have sex. We don't know exactly why he doesn't tell us all the reasons behind his commandments. And so we don't have all of the information about why God asked us to do that. We know that he did. So we kind of make up reasons Why? But the truth is, we don't know. But we do know that sex is wonderful. It is good. It is some of the most exciting, pleasurable experiences that you can ever have in your life. And it can also create babies. And it's bonding between two people. And it ties you together. And it's emotionally fulfilling. You know, it's all these good things. And our children should know that. Yes, And then they should know that there is a savior who loves them, who asked us to live this law, and they have agency to choose whether or not they want to live that law. Now, teaching it that way probably feels really scary for people who grew up hearing like, don't you have sex before marriage or you will never be wanted by a godly spouse or something, you know? And that's a powerful motivator. It truthfully it is, but it's not a healthy motivator. And yeah. it's not truth. So teaching truth, in my opinion, is the best way to combat some of these negative narratives that exist in purity culture.
0: Man. You guys just rewind like last 45 seconds and just play it on rerun. Cause <laughs> so much truth, just barely so much good things. Um, guys. Talk to your kids about sex. Talk to them about their body parts from birth so they're not scared to say what their body parts are. Um, And then as they get older, 9, 10, 11, start having those awkward conversations about sex. Lean into it. It's going to be okay. Mm
1: -hmm. As we
0: come from a place of love and not fear teaching truth, our kids will be be prepared for healthy relationships and be able to identify unhealthy ones. Over here on Bullies Be Gone, we're all about making sure kids aren't harmed by addictions like pornography and things like that. And proper education about sex really, really starts there. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Carly. This has been amazing. So how can people see what you're up to? Shameless plug time. (laughs) So
1: you can find me on Instagram, just search Carly Palmer Webb or the Christian Sex Educator. You can find me either way. And then my website is the thechristiansexeducator.com.
0: And all of those will be in the podcast description. And something Carly did not say because she is so humble. She recently launched a honeymoon course for those <laughs> newlyweds who are wanting to have an amazing first experience. So go on there and purchase that. It is amazing. She is amazing. Keep on doing what you're doing. Um, If you guys want your daily dose of positivity, make sure to go follow me at bulliesbe.gon. If you have any speaking inquiries, you can email me at bullies.speaker at gmail.com. All of those links that she mentioned and I mentioned will be in the podcast description. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug. We'll see you on the next one.